0: hi hi welcome to sip, sip survive and repeat janelle's trying to take my line i'm trying I'm to take jenny's nuts. i'm trying to take jenny's spot
1: i'm, just so mine, I'm, chewing. I'm gonna say first oh. um so we're at janelle's house and it's actually really warm in cleveland today so it's like all the windows are open the door is open it's a
0: little too warm to have the windows open i don't care it's my perfect this is Danelle's Weather, perfect temperature. Yeah.
1: I'm sweating. Yeah. But it's fine because I would be sweating no matter what.
0: Well, Todd said earlier, do you want to turn the AC on for everyone? I'm like, no, I'm comfortable. <laughs> and then I walked in the night. I'm like, wow, that was really selfish of me. But I like it. here I am. Comfortable. So well, Jenny's going to be sweating. It'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I'll I just, think Kenny will be OK. There's a nice breeze behind him. Yeah, every, that's nice.
1: Every once in a while, I just have to wipe my face.
0: I can get you a towel if you want. Uh, in the summer, I have to bring a towel to
1: the barn when I ride because I get so sweaty. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I have to have, wear a helmet and long pants
0: and boots. Yeah, I would be sweating in that too. I'm so. When I go to Pilates, the whole, the reformer is like, I have to grab these like rubber pads because my hands are so sweaty. My hands get sweaty mm. and I'm always slipping on the reformer machine. Oh, my so. hands don't sweat that much. Oh, my hands, like my hands are like swamp so hands. It's gross. That's
1: like how... Everything else on me is yeah, but that's Just where not my, hands my hands are. My
0: pits are not. My nothing else is. My hands are sweaty. Well, I'm wearing a tank top and some gaucho pants today. Mm-hmm. You are. It's warm out. It's beautiful here. Yeah, it's gonna rain though. Gorgeous Cleveland, Ohio. Um, what else is going on? We have um, a beautiful wine.
1: Oh yeah, we can talk about this wine that I picked up at the old TJ's Trader Joe's.
0: Uh, this is gonna be fun to say. It is a San- Sati day. Oh, I was gonna add an N in there and say Santis day no, but there's no day, end I
1: think is how you pronounce it it's a, a Syrah Grenache from 2017
0: mm-hmm. it was like
1: one of those ones that's like Abby's favorite pick or Stephanie's favorite pick
0: and Jenny's like and
1: I was like done I'm there and it was only like 10 bucks um let's see does it say any? oh god it's really small and I can't read it
0: well the bottle was gorgeous yeah it's got bo- this like really medieval-y <laughs> look to it I don't yeah. know yeah
1: It's like what is this called when the bottle is um, textured? It's textured. It's a textured bottle. Everyone.
0: It's um. I'm not gonna describe it correctly, but
1: this is part of their exclusive art collection. You can get it. It reminds me like a goth bottle. Yeah, and it is just a little bit of four and a half percent alcohol by volume. Fourteen.
0: Four and a half.
1: No, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like it's already hitting me. It's already hitting me. I'm like this
0: is like four and a half. I already have a buzz.
1: Fourteen and a half. One four point five. It's strong and it's good. A strong is good. It, it's dry. It's ready for <coughs> action. Oh, boy. We're eating popcorn and, and nuts. nuts, which is just like tickling my throat a little it's like
0: bit. A, it's like a baseball game's dream. Oh. Now,
1: um, I was going to tell everyone about my cauliflower buns, which if you guys have had cauliflower buns. Haven't. They're slimy, but they're pretty good. Kenny is turned off immediately by the slimy portion.
2: Yeah. I, hmm. I think Kim's had them before, and they're not slimy.
1: I would try them. The ones I think she had, at least. These are, like, perishable. You you get them in, like, the refrigerated section. Hmm. like it's like so they're fresh, frozen. It, it's like fresh cauliflower, like, smushed into a bun. Hmm. Anyway, I think it's delicious. I'm very excited about it because I'm a breadaholic. And so I've switched to Ezekiel bread in the morning,
0: which mm-hmm. is, like. I feel like you should start making your own greens. bread. No, because I don't have flour in it. I just want. I know, but I grains. feel like if it's if you make it yourself, it's but be- just better for you.
1: Are you sure? Because I would just eat it all. Yeah, oh. yeah.
0: Because there's a bunch of, If you look in bread, there's just a bunch like of added. The one sh- I
2: make is just water, flour, yeast, A and tablespoon salt. of sugar. Mm. I don't even need sugar in mine. Really? No.
0: Wow. Hmm. I'm gonna try to eliminate sugar in mine then. Great.
1: You guys are just little bread makers. <laughs>
0: I love it. I've only done it twice. I act like I do it all the time.
1: I like it. Mm. I feel like a lot of people tried to make bread during the pandemic. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was like the thing to do. It was. Um, so your buns, you toasted them.
1: I toasted my buns. They made them slightly less slimy. And then I had my veggie burger on that. And I'm not a vegetarian, by the way. I just
0: am trying You're to eat healthier. You're exploring. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I still, like tonight, though, um, I think we're going to try and make pizza, me and Ooh. Declan. So, um. You know what's
0: fun if you bought, like, if you buy, like, the dough Mm -hmm. like, Heinen's or Trader Joe's probably has it, too, and have them, like, roll it out and then do your own, like, pizza sauce and stuff?
1: We aren't quite to that stage in our Mm. life yet. Okay. It already gets crazy enough with just spreading sauce and putting cheese and pepperonis on it. Got it. But they do have the dough. So I was like, okay, maybe one day in the near
0: future we can try that. Yeah. If you're not there yet, then maybe you do, like.
1: I think on a weekend I could get into that, but, like picking him up from school tonight and then coming home to like fully make pizza. No, I just bought some frozen, uh, uh, pizza crusts. Oh, so there you go. Anyway. Um,
0: yeah, that's it. I mean, what's going on with you guys? I'm just already tipsy. (laughs) I I had soup for lunch because it's, a cool 75 out today it is 83 i checked um yeah it's cried.
2: 83 right now mm,
0: i am nothing i'm that's taking off work to, tomorrow that's getting
1: close to 90 girl. i know
0: it feels great i'm taking off work tomorrow i may go get a massage i may not i don't know where the day's gonna take me Ooh, me
1: and janelle did get manis and Petties. my manicure is already chipped
0: and we paid extra for this gel
1: yeah we did i mean my nails were effed to begin with yeah but, but
0: yeah jenny and i went on what day was that monday yeah. monday Not that it matters to listeners because it's to you guys. Not the day it is is irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay.
1: So we did have somebody who gave us a review. So I just wanted to shout them out because it was very nice. They did a screenshot and this is what they said. It was from Kelly McClelland and she doesn't say where she's from, but she sent me multiple screenshots, which I appreciate. (laughs) She Um, wanted to make sure. The subject was Funny. And it's a five star. Thank you. Thank you. And it said, y'all sound like you're having so much fun. You seem like some folks I'd love to hang out with and share stories. Y'all make me laugh. So just thank you so much for saying that, Kelly, because sometimes we get stuck and yeah. we don't get reviews for a while. And then we're like, are are we, we, should
0: we keep doing this? Yeah, Do people we, like us are we anymore? Doing this? Why are we doing this? But shout
1: out, Australia is really killing it in our international. Um, so we should definitely, I know somebody wrote and said, uh, do more international stories, like from Australia, especially. So um, we'll try and do that in the coming weeks. So stay tuned, Australian listeners, because I know you guys are out there, and we've covered a couple. Because obviously, you guys have some crazy shit There's going some, on down yeah. under.
0: There's <laughs> some crazy survival stories in Australia.
1: Yeah. Well, when the, I feel like when the terrain is what it is,
0: actually, the one I was going to do today, the lady was from Australia. Oh, Maybe but I'll then do, you I'll do that next week. Okay. I just
1: switched. I just
0: I wanted a different vibe.
1: Yeah i I was trying to do a vibe that wasn't. Um, that Charisma Carpenter show, but I just keep getting sucked into it. <laughs> it's
0: okay. It's your jam. Surviving evil. And you're doing great at them. I feel like Thank my you. last two have been a little duddy, so I wanted to do, do like mix it up and do okay. something different. I just need a fresh break. Okay. I feel like... Pun intended. <laughs> if you'll get it when I tell my story. Oh, okay. 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 Um,
1: well, yeah. So we're going to try and add in some more Australian stories. If you guys have suggestions on areas you want us to cover or or topics yeah like if you are really interested in wasp attacks or something like let us know we i mean we just scour the internet and look for stuff so if you guys have things that interest you or you've always wondered we'd be happy to delve further into them for you explore it yeah um we also just so you guys know are gonna start doing our short episodes again Um, so that'll start up hopefully next week Mm -hmm. is when we're going to start recording them again. So you get some weird news. We'll get some funny remedies from the, uh, the ages. Will someone's edging
0: their lawn outside? Mm. (laughs) Can you you hear hear that Kenny? Kenny?
2: A little bit. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hold on. Should we, do I need to close things or?
2: Yeah. We'll pause for one second. Okay.
0: Okay, so uh,
1: and we also might do some shorter survival things because we have some cute stories that would be fun to talk about, but aren't enough to do a full uh, Sip Survive Repeat episode on. So
0: you guys got excited. We're about to really up our game. (laughs) Get ready. (laughs) Woo! It's 2021. Fuck yeah.
1: I think we just lost some momentum last year because everyone was just like, oh, yeah, fuck this pandemic. But we have survived it so far. We're ready for action. We're a survival story. And just so you guys know, if you ever go back to when we recorded in January of 2020, we definitely talked about the coronavirus before it became a thing. <laughs>
0: did we?
2: Yeah, we did. We it were like, been one of my weird newses, honestly. Oh.
1: It was like, people are dying in China. What's happening? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant we did like a full story. And oh, I'm no. like, I don't remember doing that. But then again, I don't remember what I did last week. So, ha. Huh.
1: Valid. Valid point. <laughs> All right, let's do some survival stories.
0: All right. Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? I know you like I to. Do, yes.
1: <laughs> That's good because I'll, okay. go, I'll be getting myself tipsy over here.
0: Good. Because sometimes I get a little slurry if I wait. So um, <laughs> I'm going to first start out by talking about Alcatraz. The island? The island. Where they kept prisoners? Where they kept prisoners. Okay. And. I'm
1: go horn outside my mic.
0: Great. It was an operation. <laughs>
1: Is this
0: distracting? No, not at all. From 1934 to 1963, mm-hmm. and it really housed most of the like most famous inmates. The kind of the people that try to break out from other prisons. Your your murders, your serial killers, like your really bad boys. Um, speaking of bad boys, Mo just showed speaking up. Speaking of badass kitties, Kitty Mo.
1: Kitty Mo just came to get
0: his rubs in. He loves Jenny. Um, so basically alcatraz was there for like a last resort for prisoners essentially right, because they and couldn't escape, it right? was so it was inescapable so they say so they say oh shit mm. is this an escape story it sure is
1: <clears throat> i love alcatraz I needed, some, oh,
0: I needed something i needed to go a little different direction this week it's i fine. F-
1: think it's so fascinating alcatraz. i do too i mean i, I want started... to go on the tour i think there's a tour
0: I, Todd and I were in... There is a tour. We were in San Francisco like 10 years ago and mm-hmm. we didn't do it. I don't know why we didn't do it. Oh, probably because we swiped our Discover card at one point and it was declining because we spent too much money. So maybe we couldn't afford to <laughs> go on a tour. But next time we're there, we're going to go. We're like, oh, shit.
1: Oh, shit. We better stop spending money. Oh, shit. Okay. San Francisco is expensive. It's so
0: expensive. Um, We also just got married. So it was like mm. we were tapped out. Um, <laughs> so... Alcatraz is about two miles from the bay, from San Francisco Bay. I thought it was further, but yeah, but I looked I heard it the up. Water multiple like really, the water's freezing. The tides are really choppy. gnarly, and there's great white sharks. There's like things mm. happening. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard to escape. And um, there's fact, their own Loch Ness monster. Oh no, there's not. I made that up. I was like, I see. I used to be into the Loch Ness monster. I, I don't think it exists. Lo- oh, I do you do. think it does. Yes. Nessie and I would love for Nessie to exist okay don't make me do a story on it I'm gonna make you do a story (laughs) 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 because I will okay so Alcatraz claims is that that there is no prisoner that has ever successfully escaped to freedom okay but there have been a total of 35 prisoners that have made the attempt um 14 escapes total so that means some of them tried multiple times Mm -hmm. 23 were caught six were shot two drowned and five are listed as missing and presumed drowned so this is the story of frank morris and the anglin brothers so it's a it's three guys were they anglin for an escape oh they sure were oh dad jokes (laughs) that was a mom joke to the ninth degree okay So I'll tell a little backstory of, there also was a fourth Alan West, but we'll talk as to why he didn't make it to the final three, which made the escape. So Frank Morris was the mastermind behind the escape. Mm -hmm. Super smart, just basically tried to escape every other prison he was put into prior um, and these people didn't, like, kill anybody. They weren't, like, murders. They were, like, bang- you know, he robbed a couple banks. Just some, what? like, light profile crime, you know. Wait, like- wait, wait.
1: <laughs> I thought the people in Alcatraz were, like, really bad.
0: A lot of them were really bad, but then a lot of them were just criminals that would not stop trying to escape prisons. So they well, would put I them in to, Alcatraz. you have to
1: say, back in the day, escaping from prison was kind of a thing. Like, you could totally, totally do it.
0: Totally. So just
1: constant escapees.
0: Frank has a sad story. He was born in 1926 in D.C., Washington oh D.C. a year before my grandma. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And um, he was left by his mom and dad at a young age. And at 11, the age of 11, he went into an orphanage. Oh. And I feel like he was tiny
1: orphanages. Sounds so, so
0: sad. I know. Sidebar: I've been doing some research on my grandmother who died when she was 46 of breast cancer. Um, and turns out she was a marble champion. More to come on that just like found that out
1: comic books marvel no like marbles
2: I'm like i'm muted Marbles, like the little glass balls
0: oh yeah. marbles marbles it's like in a
2: circle and i don't know how the game i have one upstairs
0: works. that was hers from the like the don't you have to like 40s? knock
2: things out of the circle yeah.
0: yes yeah she was like the canton's champion or something Amazing. anyway super sidebar okay um, okay, so he's left by his mom and dad. Mom and dad went to Norway. By the age of 13, he was convicted of his first crime. Mm. Um, Did you say 13? 13. Damn. Is okay. that loud, Kenny?
2: A little bit, but it's not too it's bad. Fine. We can keep okay. going. You have to leave
1: Jenny's it open. I'm like sweating. I'm going to die here. You're all um, going
0: to have to listen to this guy mowing his lawn.
2: We're sorry. We're sorry, sorry about that.
0: Sorry, not sorry. Um, his crimes ranged from narcotics possession to armed robbery, grand larceny, you know, just some minor stuff, some serious stuff, but he never like killed anybody. Yeah. Um, Frank was super smart. He was actually ranked in the top 2% of the general population for intelligence. Oh. And he escaped from the Louisiana State Pen and he was serving for bank robbery when he was there. And that's when his ass was sent to Alcatraz <laughs> a year later. They're like, uh uh-uh. uh. So January 20th, 1960. Um, he goes to Alcatraz and he is placed next to two brothers, uh, John and Clarence. And they, I don't know if they were, I don't, I'm assuming they weren't together in a cell. Maybe they were, I don't know, but his cell was right next to theirs. And John and Clarence, they were born, I think in Florida. Their parents were farmers. They were bank robbers, but they were nice bank robbers in the sense that, (laughs) They robbed banks with toy guns because they didn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, but that's, you're still going to get a felony I know. charge. Well, their asses got taken to Alcatraz. Okay. Um, and then our fourth I'm just letting guy, people
1: know, I guess, if, they, if you guys are thinking about robbing a bank, if you use any kind of toy weapon, it's still considered a felony.
0: Absolutely. You're all welcome for that <laughs> tidbit. So we have Frank Morris, the, the brothers, um, Anglin. We'll just call him Anglin because of the Anglin brothers. And then Alan West, Okay. who ends up we'll tell his story but um early life of crime comes from a big family not super smart is in alcatraz as well Mm -hmm. they all served together previously in a i think it was i don't know if i have it in here um another prison i think it was atlanta oh so they knew each other previously so it's not like they were just they also were all next to each other in, in Alcatraz, but they all knew each hot. other.
1: Do you think it got in those prisons when it was like the twenties, thirties, forties before air conditioning?
0: Very hot. Conditioning? Very hot. Fucking hot. I mean, as cell block like just also the prison by this point was in really bad shape. It was like falling apart. Oh, in Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah. It was not in great shape.
1: Mm-hmm, I've heard. Um,
0: so they all knew each other, and so there was a trust already there. And once they were all realized that they were all next to each other, they got to work. And over the next
1: spoons, please tell me there were spoons, there
0: were spoons, there were so this is what's so interesting about the story, there were so many interesting objects used to get out of this place. Mm -hmm. That's what fascinates me. Mm -hmm. Um, So over the next six months, they went to work. And um, the first plan of business was to set up a workshop. Hmm. and how they did well a was to get out but in order to get out they yes. had to they had to create a space where they could like build certain things so what they did is they had vents in each of their cells hmm. and what they would do is every night it was like music hour oh. which was introduced in like the late 50s 60s where they would play that music for the prisoners right.
1: like a little hippy dippy let's play music uh-huh
0: and do you they think
1: would, i got to make requests though
0: no absolutely no oh. okay i don't think so do you? No, no,
1: but it would be nice if they could, because I have a feeling they played stuff that maybe the prisoners didn't like as much. Oh, like torture. Yeah. They were like, we're going to play. I like
0: any music at that point, you would appreciate, though. Probably, Unless yeah. it's like
1: religious shenanigans. What year was this?
0: 1960. I was hoping for like a actually, little Actually, this meltdown. is probably like 61 when they actually start. I was about to say, if it's like
2: the 30s or 40s, I feel like there wasn't that much music around. No, no. we're talking about the 60s. at least started to get more music.
0: Yeah. I feel like they could they could play like, this is the song that never ends. It they just, just play Sip Survivor Beat over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Loop. It's that one battery re- review we got. Maybe they heard <laughs> It's from Alcatraz. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they used... Um, the, vent- the vents were located under their sinks in their cells, and they used saw blades, little tiny saw blades found on the um, the dirt, like the outside grounds of the prison. You guys, which, keep your saw blades. Why to are you having saw blades? I don't get it. Jesus! They also stole metal spoons from the cafeteria. Yes, you have. Those are like mini shovels. And our little mastermind Frank made an electric dr- drill from a motor of a vacuum cleaner. Stop that! So he must have got his hands on some vacuum cleaner. He and was made, like,
1: he was like the guy who had to vacuum everything, uh, and he's like, fuck this noise, and he took them. I want to make out. a drill.
0: I mean, that and sounds More useful. And then they would. So every night they would chip away at these vents and then they would conceal their work. They would they took cardboard and painted it somehow. Like they must have had a workshop in the prison well, for them yeah, to do I'm stuff. Well, sure
1: yeah, they had some sort, you know, when prisoners are in prison, I feel like they don't they like do stuff yeah they for like the like, like, i've seen orange is the new black i mean yeah they and had also like shawshank lucky, redemption i never
2: saw that can
1: you believe it what oh my god so i'll watch that i don't know
2: if you've never seen shawshank redemption I'm Jenny, not... it's like
1: one
0: of my favorite movies oh my god what it's okay. so good right, you
1: watch the secret tonight. i'll watch the secret i'll watch shawshank redemption you have to maybe not tonight maybe this week no i can't i have Declan this week it's long so Declan we just... can watch it
0: maybe i'll
2: wait he I'll... won't be interested but
1: no, i'll wait i'll <laughs> wait until i don't have Declan. it's so it'll about a prison break
0: it's okay. amazing. Oh, okay. It's so Great. good. And Morgan Freeman's in it, who's amazing. Right. Okay. So they would paint. They painted cardboard, and then they'd put it around the vent so the guards wouldn't see, like, all the chipping away. Um, bah, 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 bah. So once the holes were big enough, they would squeeze through them, shimmy through them. They would dig in the holes. And basically where they were trying to get is behind their cells, they realized there was a utility closet. That was not armed. Like no one ever watched it. It was just like an empty utility closet. So they shimmied their way into this utility closet, created a hole. Uh And then when they got in the utility closet, they would crawl on the ceiling. And above the utility closet was this like open space. And that was their workshop where they, where they like spent these past six months creating life jackets. Oh my God. (laughs) They stole and collected 50 raincoats from the jail. And they created their they, they made their own life jackets. I feel and like then they needed to
1: keep better track of the inventory. <laughs> yes. At the jail. They did not
0: have an inventory specialist at Alcatraz, that's for sure. Okay. And then they also created a six by fourteen rubber raft. They hand sewn <laughs> the raft f- from the life jacket or from the um, raincoats. And then they would use the steam from the pipes because mm-hmm. they were in the ceiling to seal up the, the seals in the raft. So they were creating a raft. And how are they going to blow the raft up once they have it all sealed off? With their breath? Mo? From Mo. Um, they used an accordion. You know, those like... Oh, I'm very familiar with accordions.
2: Wouldn't that be allowed? Well,
0: it's music hour. Oh. Well, they're going to blow the raft up after they get out. But they did oh, okay. test it out okay. to see if it worked first. And it did. During um, music hour. Hi, buddy. Okay, I lost my spy here. Uh, okay. So they worked throughout the night, and um, then you ask the question: Well, don't guards like they're on watch at night, like right. checking the? They had a solution for that too. They created dummy heads so out, of they, p- out of out of paper, paper mache. mache. They created Stop. paper mache. I was kidding. Nope. They created it's, paper. Mache they're like it's craft time, motherfuckers. With soap, toothpaste, concrete dust, and toilet paper, and they sculpted a, a head each of them. Uh huh. They got paint. Uh-huh. And they had a barber shop in Alcatraz, and they would grab hair clippings from the floor, Stop. and they would they glued on you know hair for the head, and then shoved the heads Here's in the, the blankets. Thing, though, I
1: feel like you're in prison. What else you got to do?
0: And they kind of did a lot of work. You kind of deserve to try to escape.
1: Good, good. Yeah, get out there. Get as out long there as and especially do it. since they weren't like
0: murdered. I wouldn't do the story, rapists. although I'll feel bad if someone comes back and says actually they murdered like ten people. But I wouldn't have done the story if they were like terrible. I mean, being a bank robbers is terrible, but I'm just saying they didn't like, they weren't serial killers. Or rapists. Right. So they finally came to June 11th, 1962. It might a month before my birthday, but not the year. Mm. <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, <laughs> I'm really old, but don't I look good? They began their escape. Yes. That night. And West, so all three of them planned a time and everything. So they, I think they started their escape probably around like nine o'clock. And um, Wes, the fourth guy, who we kind of don't mention after this, he used concrete to put up his construction board to cover his vent one night before they escaped. And everyone else used, like, glue, but for some reason he decided to use concrete, so he couldn't get the cardboard piece that like covered the vent hole was he the not smart one he wasn't the smart one okay so he actually didn't make it out for the escape he tried to get his vent cover off and it was caught he concreted it shut
2: so you're telling me for like months he did it with glue and the night before the escape he's like you know what let me switch it up and go to concrete
0: i i think he was using concrete for a while but he used too much concrete because he really wanted it to stick so they wouldn't figure out that he escaped that way so he did it before, and then mm-hmm. so when he would shimmy out, he could then close the vent. Mm-hmm. This is according to Wikipedia. And he just, the, the concrete sealed, so he couldn't get it off. So essentially, they were like, see you later. Bye. Well, so he was just left behind.
1: That sounds like a him problem. And they
0: Yeah, and they went on. But if it weren't for him, we wouldn't know the whole story. Because he's, point. you know, he talked to authorities and everything. So he's the storyteller. Yes.
1: Did he get out because he told the story?
0: No, they transferred him to like another prison <laughs> after this. But they didn't kill him. Or they that's didn't like good. you know. That's nice. I think he was in for a long time anyway. So <laughs> so they made their way to the roof, which was part of the plan, and there was a kitchen vent pipe on the outside of the building for about fifty feet long. And they shimmied down the vent pipe.
1: And then they started dancing on and
0: it. And then they were like doing pull tricks and grinding yeah. and Ugh. that's actually when twerking first came about. Mm. No. Then this, they, and this is the story of twerking. This is the story of Nicki Minaj. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> then they climbed two 12-foot barbed wire fences, and they figured out there was a spot on the island where there was a um, like a power plant almost to fuel the whatever. The prison. The prison. Mm-hmm. And there was a spot where the guards couldn't see or there were no lights and stuff, so that's where they. How did they figure this out? Just they had time. I'm sure when they were out in the field yard, they, they figured out, like, I don't know. Um, so that's where they blew up their, their raft. Mm-hmm. And they with set their accordion. With their accordion, and they set sail. And this was at 10 p.m., and by the next morning, it took them a long time to figure out that they weren't in their in their cells because of the dummy heads. Oh. So, um, hold on, let me get my... Da, 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 da. Okay, so the plan also was once they made it to the bay, they were going to steal a car, and then drive off into the sunset and be gone. Peace out. So once the officials realized that they were missing, they sent out a crew, land, sea, water, wait, land, air, water, Those to search ones. for them. Yep. <laughs> Those are the things. And um, for 10 days, they searched for them. And they couldn't find them. Mm. So basically, the FBI put out a statement saying that they had drowned and that there's no way they could have made it. No way. But could they have? So here are the clues. This is still unsolved to this day, but here are the clues. So number one, their bodies were never found. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. Marshal said made a statement saying that the bodies of two out of every three people that go missing in San Francisco Bay are retrieved. Oh. Meaning they always wash ashore, typically. So yeah. the fact that they didn't find the bodies is pretty significant. <clears throat> right. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay, that's. I'll say that one for last. Number three, a car was stolen um, the morning of the night or the morning of the break of the prison break. Mm. Mm-hmm. The brothers, their mom receives received anonymous flowers every year on Mother's Day until she died in 1973. And then at her funeral, two very odd women showed up, very tall, with a lot of makeup on, very masculine, showed up to her funeral, and no one knew who they were to pay their respects. And then when their dad died, two very odd men showed up to his funeral as well. Hmm. Um, There have been so many sightings of all three of them, Frank West and the brothers, or sorry, Frank and the brothers. And um, also, this is weird. The FBI said that no raft or materials were ever recovered from the the Bay or even Angel Island, which is close to Alcatraz. And in 2010, the records were unsealed and the FBI had actually found a raft and paddles that they covered up because they didn't want the public to know that the prisoners probably did escape. But they li- they bas- the FBI basically lied about it, said that nothing that was recovered right. in a raft, and the paddles were recovered. Oh shit! <laughs> also, a picture from the seventies was surfaced from the brothers' like relative, where he ran across the brothers from the seventies, and he took a picture of them. And in the nineties, he came out and said, "Well, I have a picture of them from the seventies. Like they're still, they were still unwell." And the most interesting clue, which made me want to do this story, is in two thousand and thirteen. Mm-hmm. I think it was the, yes. The FBI received. A letter from John Anglin one of the brothers claiming to be the prisoner that got out of Alcatraz and he was on his deathbed and he was writing a letter to them as a confession and he would have been 83 at the time and basically he was like we got out I'm the last survivor we all lived throughout all these years you never caught us and I just want to confess to my crimes and if you want to put me in jail now I'm cool with it I'll let you know where I am just give me medical attention and that is the story of Frank Morris and John and Clarence Anglin and the Alcatraz escapees. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So, they, even though the FBI still denies it to this day, a lot of people think that those three did escape. And they lived a full and normal life in society.
1: Well, I'm glad they could keep it in the straight and narrow so they wouldn't go back to jail. I know.
0: They didn't do anything else that we know of. That I mean, we know of. So...
1: Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yes, I love Alcatraz. I think that's such a interesting
0: place and a piece of American history. There were other things too, like the um, there were multiple sightings of one of the brothers in Brazil, I think it was. It was Brazil or Belize, and there were so many sightings of him that the FBI actually did send down agents to watch the area. Oh, really? But they never came up with anything. Wow. So little fun facts for you. Okay, FBI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lying about stuff. Stealing Shit.
1: it. Shit. Um, well, as you know, I have gone back to the well. <laughs> the I,
0: well, it's a great well, though. It's very I, fruitful.
1: Well, I purchased season two of uh, Surviving Evil with Charisma Carpenter, our favorite host. Guys, don't watch it because. Don't watch it because I'll just tell you it. You <laughs> Let Jenny tell it. it to you. It's better this way. I bet um, you do a better job. Oh my god, I'm sweating. Hold on. <laughs> okay, this one is called Killer Smile. <gasps> ooh. Sometimes I, I like to look at the titles and just pick one because I'm like, ooh. Of course, smile. yeah. What does that mean? I saw
0: Death by Confession and I'm like, I'm sold. <laughs> Tell me everything about it.
1: Yes. Um, okay, so this happened in uh, in and around Niagara Falls. So our our survivor's name is sandy bellows and she grew up in saint Catharines. did uh, she fall off the river <laughs> no she rode a barrel down the, the falls no she did not uh saint Catharines, which is like a small town outside of uh the falls and it starts out with her going to a bank it's actually a credit union and this was the quote she needed to get her bank book updated
0: her bank book
1: updated and I was is, like, and she's like, I'm not good at finances at all. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know. Is mine? that like
0: where you like back in the day when you would record all your checkbook? Yeah.
1: Maybe a checkbook. Maybe we should a... update
0: her address on her checkbook.
1: I don't think that was it.
0: Okay. Should you do something at the bank she had to do that you don't have bank. to do anymore? Probably. Probably
1: not. But maybe you do in Canada. I don't know. Hmm. This is the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. That was my next question. It's the Canadian side. Um, and it looked like it took place. This uh, episode came out in 2004. 14, and she's had it happen 24 years ago. So, Kenny, that would make it 1990?
2: Oh, wait. Sorry, you said 2014. So that's. It happened how many years 90. ago? Yeah. 90. Oh, my um, God. I did math. In I, was, my head. I was doing it like with <sighs> this year.
1: Okay, 90.
0: I was still stuck on 2014. You were like, <laughs> I love Lamp.
1: <laughs> You're so pretty. <laughs> okay. um, So she was walking to the bank, and there was like a guy sitting in his car, and he made eye contact with her. So she. You know, when you catch someone's eye, you act, and you know you're you know you're polite Ugh, in the I know. Midwest, I and I think too. Canada's same of way. Course, yes, they're so I you think smile more polite than we are. Yeah, you smile because that's what you do. Now, if you're in Europe, that's not what the fuck you do. They think it's weird. We yeah. smile at everyone. No, yeah. but you just don't, don't really do. Us. They think that's yeah. I didn't realize that they, they think Americans are real weird because we smile at each other
2: all the time. I didn't know that was a thing. It is. Huh?
1: They don't like that. Don't smile. I'm Kind at of in into Europe. that though.
2: I mean, I'm yeah. totally into that.
0: Yeah, I love smiling. Now that we have masks. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Although I try, I and, try, make to my, s-
1: I try and make my eyes smile Me too, really big. But now I feel
0: like my wrinkles next to my eyes are getting really aggressive because I'm smiling <laughs> at my eyes a lot. It's a lot of eye movement. You have to smize, like Tyra Banks always says. Oh, yes. Mm.
1: OK, so she smiles at this weird dude in the parking lot who at the time she didn't think was weird. She just, they caught eyes and she smiled. As she's coming out, she suddenly feels somebody grab her from no. behind. no. And they have an ice pick at her neck. I'm like, why do we choose ice picks? Because
0: it's Canada. I just don't like it.
1: <laughs> I just don't like it. Anyway, um, someone grabs her and she said she felt like her body was draining all energy mm. and her entire body felt like cement, like just like that heavy, awful feeling. And she said it was really weird because there were people everywhere in the parking lot and, and no one care. did anything. And she was screaming. and he She was, was? She was screaming and he was shoving her into her own car. And people were standing there just watching it. Shut up. Yeah. Bystander, whatever it's called. Yeah. So if you see something, as they say in the airport, say something.
0: Do, well, if he's got, like, a gun or something, I get it. But you still. You an ice pick. Come on. Come on. I would try, like, I, sidebar, I was driving, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I was driving to go pick up donuts for work, mm-hmm. and I saw a girl get punched in the face by a guy on the side did. of the road. I think you
1: told me this. I don't know if we talked about it the podcast.
0: And so. he was the guy was ginormous, and the girl was like crying because he literally was like dragging her by her hair off her porch. Oh Jesus Christ! And no. I got out of my car and I was like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" I like yelled at him, and he stopped and like looked at me. And then I was like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do if he comes after me?" Like I'm just. In my heels, in my car, or whatever. And then someone else stopped and he ran away. But, like, I still said something. It probably wasn't the smartest idea because he could have came after me. But, like, no, but it was, you say something. As a citizen, Poor it was girl. nice of you to stop. I wanted to beat his ass, but I couldn't. No. Anyway, I hope she got the help she needed. The police showed up. She Good. Was, I, I waited till they showed up. Anyway. Right. All right. So, um. Sorry. <laughs> Super <laughs> sidebar. <laughs>
1: So they're in her car and he starts driving and he's kind of talking to himself. And he's like, he's like,
0: um, Oh no, that's never good.
1: He says, something's gone wrong. Something's gone wrong. He's just like mumbling to himself that something's gone wrong. Uh, And And he's in her car. Yeah. Okay. And then he goes, then she said he smelled like raw flesh, like rotting human flesh. Oh my God. And she's like, I don't understand what's happening. Um, so let's rewind a little bit.
0: What did he do prior to this? Hmm.
1: So it turns out oh. that he was in need of a, a vehicle. And so he showed up at, um, they didn't really say what the the work was, but there was a guy named Albert Phillip, who was a very good and upstanding man. They described him as like, you know, he was always volunteering at homeless shelters, and he would, you know, he had a daughter with disabilities. Hmm. He was older. He had a pacemaker, like, he was just like one of those guys that would give you the shirt off his back. So he got to work, whatever his work was, at four forty five AM, which I was like, gross. Already not good. <laughs> but you lost me at AM. Our assailant, and I will tell you his name now, Peter John Peters.
0: Oh, that's just mean.
1: My name is Peter John Peters. Peter Peters. Peter
0: Peters. Pumpkin Eaters.
1: So Peter John Peters also shows up there and grabs a pipe. It looked like it, like from what the reenactment was, it kind of looked like an auto repair shop, or like a plumbing something. There were like metal things around, at least in the reenactment. So he grabbed a pipe and he just bludgeoned poor Albert. Yeah, Albert Phillips. He he bludgeoned him. I'm sorry, Albert Phillip. No ass. Bludgeoned him to death. He hit him so hard that his fake teeth. He had dentures. (gasps) flew out of his head Sweet.
0: oh that's so sad yeah
1: and all because all he wanted was his car and it, steal your car well dude. that's well that's what the guy like one of the police officers that eventually was involved in this investigation said like you if he had just asked for the car
0: this guy would have been Albert like, would have just given it to him
1: it. without hesitation like you need my car here you go sick so he died because obviously
0: it makes me mad that he had a son with disabilities and daughter or daughter with disabilities
1: yeah and he wasn't in the finest health either um as I said I was writing this like a serial killer I spelled teeth t-e-e-e-t-h-e
0: sounds that's right. a I lot mean, of ease you could see some of the smelling <laughs> in this mess you're that's that's fine
1: too many e's. um okay so he takes his car it's this gold whatever now he then around the same ish time He was, um, or I'm sorry, a few weeks before this, he actually, uh, Peter John Peters had been about 60 miles away somewhere in Canada and he, um, he had asked out a girl on a date. Her name was Charlene Britton. Don't go girl. So, um, she uh, this she actually met him on a train on her way home from school. So she was like in college and she was coming home. And so <clears throat> she meets him on the train. She thinks he's kind of charming and cute. He says, let's go out. What does this guy look like? I'm just curious. <laughs> in the reenactment, he had a mullet. Sweet. But it was 1990. So maybe so like, That, that, that might have been cool. Yeah. In the actual photos that they show at the end of like what these people actually look like. He was like. Was he charming and no? He was like attractive in like a swarmy, like really <laughs> tall, lanky sort of okay. way. Okay, and he did have weird hair. Like okay. it was very straight. But and, it was the
0: nineties. Everybody had weird hair.
1: Yeah, it was really straight and like too long in areas. Like the back of the neck was too long, but it wasn't a mullet. But like in the reenactment,
0: it was a mullet. So she, he clearly doesn't give her like creep vibes because she's like, no, she's like,
1: yeah, she's like, let's do this. So he takes her out to dinner. And the whole time, he kept trying to like touch her and pull her close to him during dinner. And she was like, "This is was like I just met you." And I think they went out a few times. And while they were going out, he told Charlene that he had served six to eight years in prison. At oh that point, God. I'd be like, "Bing, Bing, 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 Bye. Red flag." <laughs> um, he seemed really possessive on all of their dates, like with the touching and the grabbing and the yeah. It just wasn't great. So um, she basically kind of rebuffed his advances and was like, I'm not interested. So they went on a few dates, and that was it. Um, now, three weeks after she had gotten on her last date with Peter John Peters. PP. PJP, as I like to call him. Um, Charlene's dad gets a call from her work. So she's supposed to be back at school. She oh, should be no. going to work and going to class. And work says she didn't show up. Which is very unlike her. Oh. So um, they drove. She was living in London, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And so her dad drove out there to check things out. And they discovered that she wasn't in her apartment. It looks like she hadn't been there for weeks. There was like a sandwich sitting on the counter that had like mold growing on it. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like, huh, where'd she go? So we'll come back to Charlene. Mm. All right. So let's go back to our first survivor he's smelling like flesh who smells like flesh and he's with sandy bellows sandy and him are in the car he's driving he says in his like messed up mind he's like i gotta get to the falls <laughs> okay crazy i have a barrel i gotta get to i got a barrel i gotta get down the falls and no he didn't say that he was just like i gotta get to the falls so she's he's like how do i get there so she's trying to tell him how to get to the falls after a while he just starts driving erratically and she's like begging for her life and he keeps telling her to shut up and he he has punched her a few times already mm. and <clears throat> they get to a road that is not paved that is off the beaten path and he starts driving down it and she thinks like he starts to slow down so she thinks like, he had already said he would let her go once they got to the falls. So she's thinking, like, she's okay, maybe he's, he's going to let me out now. Like, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So um, they slow down. He actually stops the car. And she starts to open the door. And then he speeds off with her still in it. Oh, Jesus. And she starts screaming, like, you said you were going to let me go. Like, please let me go. And he said, I'm not going to let you go until I have a little fun with you. <gasps> and I was like, god damn it. You oh. P- PJP, I don't like you anymore. Andy never stinks. liked him anyway because he smells like flesh. Um, so it's now been three hours from, uh, the time she was abducted. And the problem is, is they found and Albert. And no one called the police? Well, they found Albert Phillip, but they don't know that, About. that he was, who he was killed by. They just found the body okay. and that's all over the news. She's only been gone for three hours. No one has really reported her missing yet, which is just, she is married. Um, but no one's really reported her missing yet. So like, it's like he has the time. Because she hasn't been gone long enough to, like, warrant yeah. whatever. No one's put two and two together. And they didn't figure out yet that Charlene may be missing because of him. Mm. And none of these are tied together yet. So it's the 90s. Yeah. And they don't talk across, you know, jurisdictional and lines Canada's or whatever. And very large. and It is. And, and a lot of it is is forested. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know some of this took place near Toronto, which is, like, obviously bigger. But then he was, like... You know, 60 miles north of there. And he like, was traveling, he's bebopping around a little bit. He is. He's taking trains and cars all over the place and he's stealing them left and right. So um, he takes her further down this road that's unpaved and not near anything. He stops the car, he shoves her in the back seat, and he basically tells her to take her bra off, which I'm like, it's a weird request. Okay. Right. So she's like begging, like, please no. And he says yes. And then she takes it off because she, he basically says, I'm going to kill her if you don't. She's like, OK, fine. Like, you want to see boobs? Like, I don't all, know. All day long. Fine. Go ahead. Um, but then, of course, he yeah. rapes her. So um, she is just like, she said she felt like an out-of-body experience. And she was like really concerned. And then all of a sudden, they heard something. And they both looked up and there was a tractor coming down the unpaved road <gasps> towards the car. Yes. And she was like, holy shit, this is my answer. This is going save like, my life. She was like, why would God put me in this position? Like, I'm a good person. Why would this happen? But then she kept praying like, OK, but even if you are putting me in this position, like, get me out of it at least. Right. Give me a chance. Like, give right. me a shot. So this guy comes riding down on his tractor and it's Al Pike. A retired police officer. Yes, Al. Al. Al is in the now floor finishing business because he has retired from police work and this is what makes him happy. And he had a floor finishing job that day that canceled oh. because the client wasn't ready. So by fate, he happened to be on his tractor, hot with free time. So he went out into the woods to cut down some trees and get some lumber for his floor oh my. business. And none of this would have happened if he had been on the job. So um, the car happened to be on his land. That road that they were on mm-hmm. was actually part of private property. And um, all of a sudden, he, like, thinks at first. His first thought is, oh, crap. Like, here's a guy and a woman. and They're, they're making out on my he, land. He thinks that it's some sort of, like,
0: lurid like, affair. Right. Like, they she's married,
1: and they don't want to get caught. Yep. And they're just doing it in the car. But as soon as he gets a little closer, he notices that she looks pretty beat up. Mm -hmm. And she's screaming for her life. So he's driving up on this tractor. She's freaking the fuck out. She starts running towards him.
0: So she gets away.
1: Yeah. Peter John Peters, not going to have it. Starts running after her. She trips. She falls. He gets to her, Peter John Peters. He starts kicking her. No. And Al Pike says, he was kicking her head like he was punting a football. Oh my God. He said he was kicking her so hard, he did not want her to live. Then he got out his ice pick and started stabbing her. This is all right in front in of front Al of Pike. The guy,
0: you would think he would like take off in his car. Well, get ready for this
1: shit because Al Pike has an axe because he is. Because
0: he's a badass. About, well,
1: he's about to chop down some trees yeah. for his
0: business. And he's also an ex-police. so maybe he has a gun on him, too. I don't know. Whatever. So, so there's um, like bears and shit out there.
1: He comes running at him with axe in hand. And he's like this old man with like really bushy eyebrows, like super cute. Much older than you would expect a man with an axe <laughs> to be running at you with. And thankfully, Peter John Peters does get scared and runs to the car and jumps in. Well, Al Pike runs to the car and smashes the window in with the ax and tries to like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm a police officer. He's attacking woman. I'm I'm going to kill you. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to split his head open. He was like, this old man, so cute, just ready to kill. And I loved it. Even though it's so like terrible, but he deserved it. So, um, Peter, John Peters takes off in the car. He does not get killed by our friend, Al Pike. And Al starts walking towards, um, Oh my God, I forgot her name. This is so terrible of me. Sandy. He starts walking towards Sandy. I'm like, ah, ah, there's so many names. So he starts walking towards Sandy Bellows, who has just been raped and beaten severely. And, and ice-picked. Yeah, and he has an axe in his hand. And she is so traumatized. She's She thinks that he's in on it. She oh. like Her head is like delusional. She's like, oh my God. Or he's she's here. probably
0: confused who's coming towards she's her, like, too. She's like, oh my
1: God, he's here to finish the job. Like, he's going to kill me. So she starts screaming again. And he... Grabs her coat off the ground because he, the Peter John Peters had taken all the clothes off her, and he grabbed Aww. her like winter coat because it was snowing outside. Oh, it was cold out too. Yes, it was winter. What a piece of shit. And so he it's puts. I like
2: how th- biggest reaction was. I'm oh, sorry. It's cold out.
0: <laughs> well, I'm. I'm only saying that because in my mind, as Jenny's telling her stories all the time, I envision it like on the on a road, and in, in my I was mind, imagining it's summer. summertime time. Yeah. yeah no, so. it was winter.
1: There was. Like just changed my whole vision.
0: It has been dead
1: leaves, snow on the ground. She's freezing and half naked, and so he brings her coat and he gives it to her, and she just starts hugging him. Then they get on his tractor and they drive, and he says, "I'm going to take you to my son's house because then I can call you an ambulance." So she gets on the back of the tractor. They're driving. After a little while, though, they see Mm. her car, and it's been abandoned on the side of the road. But Peter John Peters is nowhere to be found, and so she's like, "Of course he's around." She's hysterical. He's, she's yeah. like, "He's coming! He's coming! He's gonna kill me!" Ah! And so they get to the the, um, the son's house, and the son isn't home because he's at work, but the daughter in law is, and um, Sandy gets inside, and she is just—I would be freaking out. She's hysterical because she—he's not been caught. He's out there somewhere. She thinks he followed them. He's gonna find her. He's gonna finish the job. Like she's just like, yeah, in a panic. A police officer comes and checks her out a little bit. And then the paramedics show up. And the guy who walks in looks a little bit oh. like Peter John Peters. And Sandy loses it. She just is like, She's no, that's him, that's him, yeah. that's him. Like, she is just out of her mind. And so they, make, they had to make the paramedic leave because she wouldn't calm down. So the police officer ended up taking her to the hospital where she was admitted. And they couldn't tell at first if, like, her jaw was broken because her face was so fucked Mm -hmm. up that they just couldn't see like what the damage was it was just all
0: bruised and swollen on the one side on her you said he was like kicking her like a football like in the head yeah and back to the winter part he's probably wearing big heavy ass boots like
1: steel toe girl's face is
0: messed up that's
1: disgusting okay so she's in the hospital now And she, uh, we're going to rewind it on back to a little person named Charlene. So Darlene is Charlene's sister. Okay. Charlene was the one who went on a date with Peter John Peters. Okay. So Darlene decides to go to Peter John Peters apartment because she can't find her sister. Mm -hmm. The apartment that her sister had is abandoned. They haven't heard from her in three weeks. So she gets permission from the landlord of the apartment complex to let her in to see Peter John Peter's apartment. Oh, shit. I don't even know how legal that is, but I don't care. I don't care. So she gets there, and when she walks in, Ooh. everything is a mess. Everything is a mess. And she starts calling for her sister. And then her eyes land on a large no. bookcase with doors that are padlocked shut. There's her dead body in there? So... They call police because, obviously, she can't open a padlock door. Mm-hmm. So the police come. They unlock it. And, yes, Charlene's body oh. is inside. She had been stabbed once, and it punctured her lung and her heart. Oh. And she was also strangled.
0: Then she was left.
2: Kind of crazy she was only stabbed once.
0: The only I know. I feel like
2: the, you never hear of a stabbing of just one.
0: Do you think he strangled her first and then stabbed her?
2: Maybe.
1: Or? They didn't say which came first, the chicken or the egg, so... The strangle or the stab. So they basically, he's, they said it was one stab wound, but oh. it went through her lung and her heart. Oh, I'm sorry. Her lung and her heart. <laughs> it's at this side. So, yeah. So he had already now killed two people. He, he had was killed, about to do a third. Yeah. Killed Albert Phillip and Charlene Britton. And he believed. his sister found her? That's so sad. He believed at this point that he had killed Sandy Bellows. He doesn't think she lived. Mm-hmm. So he thinks he already finished the job, but Sandy Bellows is a badass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And she survived, so there's this manhunt going on all throughout Canada, oh. and they also included some of the like northern United States because he could travel south and get to the United yeah. States. So I'm sure you know Michigan, Ohio, New York, that sort of thing was all involved. And then, um, basically, and this probably wasn't
0: his first. I mean, he's probably killed other probably people. I guess
1: so. 400 miles away. This happens like a few weeks later. He breaks into someone's house and a- oh. attacks another woman <gasps> with a knife, but he doesn't actually stab her. He just says he wants her car. So she gives him the keys. Him and
0: these automobiles. God damn. Stop stealing cars. Just, just go steal one in an empty parking lot. Jesus.
1: So he steals this car from this woman. He does not hurt her or kill her. How kind of him. Uh huh. So he's driving and they have. Such heightened like awareness of his like being, yeah. (laughs) That they as soon as she this happens to her, she calls the police and a roadblock is set up not far from her house. Great. So he had already he had already told our survivor Sandy Bellows that he would never go to jail. He would never go be taken alive. Mm. So she keeps thinking like he's gonna kill himself if he's if he gets caught. Well, he gets to the roadblock in the road. He sees it, he stops his car, he gets out, and he lays face down on the ground like a goddamn pussy. going to say. So they arrest him. And when they take him into questioning, they ask him how many people he has killed. Mm. And he says, it doesn't matter. They're mm. all dead.
0: Oh my god, what a
1: dick. And they said, no, they're not all dead. Sandy Bellows isn't dead. Because He thought he killed her, yeah. So now he's pissed because he didn't, you know, finish the deed. So, anyway, he gets sentenced, and wow. it's Canada, so it's not the same as the United States where we just strap him and zap him like, yeah, total badasses. Um, okay, but he They're does not, get he does get life without parole, it's still not I don't, it's until not 17 years. Mm. It's Canada, they like to give people chances. So, no, it's they life let him without out? parole, no, 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 it's life oh. without parole. For 17 years. And now Sandy Bellows has made it her life's purpose to keep him in jail for the rest of his life. Because he basically he can't get paroled or up for a parole hearing until he's been in jail 17 years. That's not long enough. So every time his parole hearing comes up, she's like, I'm
0: going to be there. Think about what that does for the victim. Like you, she can, every 17 years she has to relive this. Exactly. Because they can't give him life without parole. Correct. So. Or just kill him.
1: But it has, it has actually given her strength to like. Um, make she's it. She stronger said, than "I am because I would." She said, "It's been. It was a day where she lost complete control of herself, her mm-hmm. body, everything. Everything." And she said, "And now he's the one without any control. I'm the one with all the control." And she kind of finds power in that. And, yeah. Um. And she's still. She's doing the best with what she, she has she's because still really good friends with Al Pike, who rescued her on his tractor. And he calls her the daughter he never had. Oh, that's so sweet. And they are the cutest little people. And like, he is, I'm telling you, so old and such bushy eyebrows. And I just <laughs> love him. And she is, you can tell, she's still very deeply traumatized. The whole episode, she cried every time she talked about it. Every time. And it's just like, and she's
0: just a sweet girl that just smiled at someone.
1: Yeah. And she had just gotten married, and she was just looking forward to, like, settling down and exploring the world and maybe having kids one day, but she wasn't sure. Yeah. And then this happened. Sick. Because she went to the bank and smiled at someone. To
0: try to update her checkbook.
1: So whenever a man says to smile at me, I'm going to flip him off.
0: Fuck off. Don't tell anybody to smile at you. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah.
1: Don't tell people to smile. But as a
0: society, we should be able to smile at someone and not feel, you know. Threatened.
1: Yeah. So that is the story of Sandy Bellows, and she's a badass, and I'm glad that she is taking control back of her life, and I'm so happy that her and Al Pike are friends. I am, too. What a great story. Hey, thanks. Good job. Kenny. i never heard of that one. I hadn't either. I think I've heard of Peter John Peters, and though. But I don't know how. And he smelled like flesh. Disgusting. Because wow. he had just killed that guy, that poor oh. man whose dentures flew out. Okay. Kenny? Okay. Uh, Lighten it up,
0: huh? Please.
2: <laughs> Trinity College, which is a private boys' school in Perth, has banned what? Labeling them unacceptable and untidy. Tank Underwear. tops. Underwear. I don't know.
0: Tank tops. Untidy. What?
2: For, Wait. Oh, okay, boys' school. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, actually, mullets.
1: Oh. Ooh, I did hear mullets are coming back and I do not approve. <gasps> yeah, they're, no, they're, they're starting not. to come back. No, no. The yes, they are. It's so true. Listen to Kenny. He is our
2: almost it's very popular our sounding board in Australia. Really? Yeah.
1: It's I actually read a thing that said the top hair style in
0: Ohio, just kidding.
1: The top hair trends in 2021, one of them was the mullet.
2: Yeah, and I was "Mullets like, are starting to come back. I've since seen more people." Don't do it, Kenny. I'm not going to do it.
1: Todd me and Mo. Kenny are gonna continue to have the same haircut <laughs> for the rest of our lives.
2: Yeah, mine hasn't changed much.
1: And I'm just copying his. So I, wow. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look
2: at the Google Trends. And I was looking. It, it.
1: I was thinking it was gonna be um,
0: underwear. Just the first thing that came to my mind. I so. thought tank tops because like I arm, put a lot armpit thought.
1: hair, like boys, like they sweat a lot. I was just like, yeah. I, can I see. was.
0: I pictured like underwear all over the dorms or something. Like it was became. I, I really latched onto the word untidy. I mean, the, the that's st- what i thought armpit hair that's always like underwear
2: google trends for mullet has gone up about uh three times in the past two years
1: i'm telling you it's a thing they're coming back it's a thing i my hairdresser has told me that she's had to cut mullets for kids <sighs> like parents will come in and be like i want my son to have a mullet and no
2: what like, i mean the guy's mullet on this video looks pretty awesome
1: i actually Kenny, saw a guy with no
0: a sweet this is where it starts no, right no, 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 no. Here.
1: i don't want i i hate mullets no, no, yuck. That's,
2: I mean, the flow.
1: No, that's disgusting. <laughs> I saw a guy on a, like a promotional video on like Instagram, and he was talking about, I don't know, some contest that his company was doing. He had the hair down to his like elbows, and it was so wavy. It was beautiful. It was the most beautiful man hair I've ever seen in my life. I don't want a guy to have better
0: hair than me.
2: I feel like Miley Cyrus in that. Did you see that performance she did at the Final Four? Oh, Probably. she's got a mullet. Well, she kind of has a mullet right yeah. now. She yeah. does have a mullet. Yeah. Yeah. See? Just seems, I feel like, like on a, a woman, little it's called a shag.
0: A woman, it's. I feel like it's more acceptable on a woman. A guy's mullet just is not.
1: No. I just don't like any mullets. Mm-mm. You guys. If you have a good mullet, though, send us a picture. We'd love see it. reminds me of all it.
0: the guys my mom dated growing up. They all had mullets. <laughs> no! I know. No. Bad memories. Mm. Okay. Anyway.
1: Well, thanks for listening. This has been another super episode, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.